are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. To the beat, coming at you with the funny random rambling, talking about all the things that'll make that rain day sunny. Yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping, come get your laugh on. Yeah, it's a concept, you know, he be rocking, rock got the facts and all of the gossip. It don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in. Bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends, be Robbie Lid. Tune in, in your crib, in your whip, at your job. He got new shows every Sunday. Here we go. What up, everybody? This your boy, B Rob, and I am back. With another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week and listening to my podcast or however you listen to podcasts, which in this particular instance might be on a Tuesday or after that because shit got crazy. But anyway, if you're a new listener, I'd like to thank you for giving the podcast a try. So without any further ado, any further delay let's get into this episode (laughs) i tell you what it's uh been a clusterfuck trying to get this shit together i'm here on a monday night just finished watching the last man standing match with roman reigns and braun Strowman. shenanigans but yeah man didn't come out sunday uh all last week was just a series of unfortunate events Um, I had um, a vehicle accident, which I had to get my vehicle repaired, and we couldn't get the vehicle out the shop when they said it was ready because when they went to put the glass in the window, the glass people scratched up the goddamn door again, so they had to repaint the motherfucking door again after they put the glass on there. So I couldn't have my goddamn vehicle. Then I had to drive to Louisiana to pick up my mother and father and bring them back to Texas for a funeral, which that in itself was just madness. Not to go and pick up my parents and bring them here, but the whole funeral thing. My sister-in-law's father died last week as well. So now we jump through hoops trying to get family down here to Texas to handle a daggone funeral. All going on during the week of my youngest daughter's birthday and we were supposed to go to SeaWorld that weekend but the funeral was that weekend so we had to cancel the SeaWorld trip for the motherfucking funeral which I mean I'm not complaining about that I mean things happen but you know kind of upset about when you have time off and you gotta um, you know take a trip to a a mortuary a goddamn church for a funeral (laughs) and then I told my job that Saturday was going to be a funeral and they put me on the schedule, which because of the incident with my van and a medical appointment and some other stuff, I'm missing hours this week because I take off work to go handle that shit. So I couldn't really turn down the hours. (laughs) So I missed the beginning of the funeral and the burial. And I showed up at the end when everybody was damn sobbing and all that other bullshit. So I got the raw end of that, I guess. And yay. So, I mean, I couldn't record, you know, when I wanted to. And then I suffered the J&T baggers curse. (laughs) Uh, You've probably heard it many times from them and myself that we had a two over a two hour episode that we recorded together. You know, great conversation. It was really like our first time, you know, interacting with each other and talking with each other, you know, voice to voice and screw up on their end. You know, the audio was fucked up. So that whole episode was kiboshed. It was scratched. Now, I made so much fun of them, you know, just ribbing at them, fucking with them and everything about the whole thing. No hard feelings. Shit happens. I know. And here my ass is this week doing a solo episode because of the same goddamn thing. I recorded a bomb diggity episode with um Craven Knight and Sean from the Amber Lance. Not like woo woo woo. Not that kind of Amber Lance, but Amber Dash Lance, like a knight on a steed with a lance. <laughs> and um Audio got fucked up. Or I think I didn't save the file. Something happened to where I couldn't salvage this shit. 
And that would have been the episode this week. But now, fucked up. Jane T. Curse got me. <laughs> so now here I am on my own. How did it do this way? <laughs> this is it how it's supposed to be. A little bit of Pat LaBelle. But yeah, man, here it is. Solo dolo. No guest-driven episode. Look at that, man. Freestyling. I'm a rapper. <laughs> and then, to top this all off, this whole hullabaloo, this clusterfuck, I know it was Sunday night last night, and I was like, yeah, I got enough time. I can get on and um record this thing, get it out for Monday. But I forgot that I had to record with Arlie on the Random Chatterings podcast so that kind of took me past well to my bedtime because i mean if it was a saturday night and i had to work sunday i would stay up all night i would record the shit no problem but this was a sunday night and i had to get up at like five in the morning and we ended off at 11 and i was about to try to test my limits had a 12 hour work day today so i wasn't trying to be groggy and tired and shit at work Carrying a motherfucking pistol down, <laughs> shoot myself in the goddamn leg because I'm dumb shit because I'm delirious. So I didn't push my limits. And not the, you know, it was fun. That podcast with Arlie, I hope he recorded it right. <laughs> I hope he didn't suffer the JT Bacchus curse, but it was fun. I, I, I pulled him uh, a random guest in for his uh, celebratory episode 69. And um, whenever the episode comes, I'll be touting about that. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You're just going to have to wait and see. That's the Random Chatterings podcast, which I was gracious enough to be a guest on for episode 69. And what else, man? It's just so much shit. I'm at work. And um, doing... My job, you know, it takes me to different places. Sometimes I work in the Social Security office. Sometimes I'm working in the immigration court, which immigration courts are interesting as the shit. Because, I mean, here in America, you know, motherfucking Trump, the president. So anytime you think of immigration court, you think about a whole bunch of Hispanics or, you know, people of that, that similar ethnicity or whatever that's going to be in immigration court trying to get their passports, their visas. You know, they immigration status updated, changed or whatever the fuck, you know, that's what you think. But I'm in there and, you know, there's a lot of people from Africa come up in there, you know, seeking asylum in America. And then, you know, what really blew my freaking mind at at, at a glance, I'm in I'm in the, the lobby. I'm in the waiting room for the courts. And there's this lady in there at first glance. If you look at her in the face, she look Korean, Asian, Chinese, Japanese, you know I mean? whatever you want. I can't distinguish the <laughs> the descriptors. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But in this particular instance, I knew she was Asian because I overheard them talking. It was the only two in the freaking lobby when I was standing around there. And um, to the eye, she looks Asian. But she is Russian. <laughs> that shit blows your mind, man. Because, like, you think of the stereotypical tone. I mean, what you imagine an Asian person that would sound like their voice. You know, you imagine that. And that's not what was coming out of her face. <laughs> it was, um, just imagine a Russian. You know, that, that deep, harsh, well, not deep, but that harsh kind of tone to their English or whatever. You know, the ones that speak English. And that's kind of how she sounded. It was like almost a kind of a mix. It wasn't like full blown Russian, but you can tell some Russian in it. <laughs> uh, I think I, I didn't hear, the, I wasn't ear hustling that hard, but the parts that I did hear is just, um, I think her mother was Korean, father is Russian, and she was raised in Russia. Yeah, I mean, she honored her Asian heritage and traditions, but it was mostly Russian for her. So she is a Russian citizen, born in Russia, but look Asian. <laughs> and that's amazing. And she was there, you know, applying for citizenship. 
So that that was crazy. And then, like I was saying, um, people come over from Africa seeking asylum because Africa is just stuck in tradition. <laughs> um, they escaping, you know, to the United States, you know, seeking asylum because, you know, females, they still get they get circumcised. That's like a tribal tradition, you know, in Africa, getting women get circumcised. And that's some harsh shit, dog. Do you know what female circumcision is? All right, for a dude, is the extra skin around the tip of your dickhead or whatever. But for females, you know, it, this is tribal practice. This is like shit that they've been doing for centuries or whatever. What they do is they cut the hood off the, the clitoris, dog. That's, ah. Uh, or they, they cut the clitoral glands or, or, or around the clit. Oh, man. Or they cut the lips, though. They cut the lips off. They just, like, want a smooth hole and shit. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm not laughing at the shit. It's just, like, my brain is not processing what, you know, what that is, man. It's just, like, I, so if you look at a JJ and you see the little bean at the top with the hood that cover it, they cut that off. They cut around that bitch. And then the folds on the inside, the lips around the, you know, the hole, you know, where you stick your dick at, they cut them lips off, dog. It's just like, floop, nothing. Just, ugh. And I, shit, just me reciting it out loud, hearing it with my own ears. I'm just like, man, all the African women can come over here, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, that's, that's harsh. And sometimes they do it at birth. Sometimes... You know, it's beyond purity. Uh, and from what I stood in, you know, in some of the court proceedings or whatever, it's just like, it's, um, it's different by tribe, I guess. But, um, for most people, it's like when the girl hits puberty, has a first menstruation or whatever, that's when they do it. And shit, man, that can be anywhere from nine to 13 to 14 to 15, you know, 16 years old. You know, that person has lived some life and they know what pain is. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they ain't into some old ritualistic tribal shit. They ain't using no anesthesia and none of the other shit. They just like, Hayasakatao. <laughs> so then um, they got that going on. And then some is just like, um, they do it if, um, they arrange marriages, you know, old tribal shit. And, um, when they, um, before the marriage, they do that shit, you know. <sighs> It's just harsh. It's sad. So, I mean, you're seeking asylum for some harsh shit. I mean, I can understand that. <laughs> but, yay. Be beyond that. Hopefully they, you know, because, I mean, there's laws in place there now to where they're making it illegal. But, you know, with anything rooted in tradition or whatever, regardless of how savage or stupid this fucking is, you know, people won't let tradition fucking die. You know, racism is tradition and racism is still alive because those motherfuckers are still out there teaching that shit. And I ain't talking about just white people versus black people. I'm talking about everybody. Everybody is racist and, you know, some of their teachings. You know, I try my hardest to like, you know, with my kids, you know, for them not to see color. You know, kid come home talking about, Oh, dad, this white girl at school today. I was like, damn, why she got to be a white girl? I mean, you know, she can't help. You know, that's what she is. But like, why you got to come tell me a story like that? Why just it can't be a girl at your school did this and this today? I mean, why she? I don't give a damn if she white, <laughs> you know? So I try to correct them on shit like that. You know, people are people, regardless of their race, creed, gender, whatever. People are people. I mean, they feel the same pain you feel unless they have some uh, anatomy ab <laughs> anatomy abnormalities or some shit. Maybe they have superpowers. I don't know. But, you know, we all the same. <laughs> and what's really topping all this shit off of me is like the whole clusterfucker trying to get this episode recorded and put it out. It's like I actually took notes today when I had a break at lunch of shit that I wanted to talk about and cover and everything. But since it's late and Mrs. B. Rob asleep. I grabbed the wrong bag that my nose was in and I ain't going to be running in and out the room, you know, waking her up because she got to get up at fucking four in the morning to get ready to go to work and shit. So 
Uh, and you know, I forget shit. So. <laughs> but it is what it is. But one thing that I do, you know, that's in the forefront of my mind that I wrote down in my notes and I've been wanting to say it for weeks and I keep forgetting to do the shit. Dude, um, Brian Ward on Twitter. Dude, always tweeting me some stuff, you know, retweeting my shit, you know, just we share many chats and the DMs and everything, non-sexual. But he do be sending me booty pics of uh, my favorite female wrestlers. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of sexual, but not between us. He's just like sending me shit I like. <laughs> but yeah, I like to thank that dude for, you know, showing his support for the pipe bomb, for the random realms with Rob, all that shit. You the dude, you the man. So, yay, got that out the way. So I wouldn't forget again. And what else I got, man? Where do I wish I had my notes? But you just get to hear me ramble. Okay, well, let's just kind of shop this down. I mean, I delayed it and put it off so much. My my brain is so scattered right now. It's late at night. I need to get to bed. I got some questions. I knew this was going to be a solo episode. I solicited some questions from the Twitterverse via email, whether you send it via voicemail, tweets, whatever. I got a few and I'd like to answer them. The first one of which came from an email. It came from Glenn Abbott, one of the contributors to the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. You the man, Glenn. I appreciate you. And I got some stuff coming your way. You and Brandon. Brandon McIntyre. Supporters of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. But his uh, question came to me via email and he had two questions for me first question was tidy whities or boxes well <laughs> neither there was a um, you know when you're coming into your own as a youngin I mean you know it's tidy whities in the beginning because I mean that's all your parents buy you I mean that's what you kind of train in as a kid when you um starting to wear your big boy underwear so to speak but um now as an adult i am uh not able to wear the tidy whities uh one because they're a little constricting in my pelvis area i ain't sitting here talking about my dick it's like large and in charge and it's you know ruling its way out of my underwear but like i got big ass thighs and legs and shit and the leg holes are not sufficient enough <laughs> for, for my shit you know, then I have big balls, not bragging, but like medically speaking, I have big balls. I had surgery a while back to reduce the size because I had a fluid build up in there. It was called a hydrocele or some shit like that. So my balls hung a little bit lower than normal and it was a little wider <laughs> than your normal ball sack. So tidy whities would be a little more uh restrictive in that area as well so i couldn't wear those um boxes boxes nah can't wear them either because i mean uh flangalang like to you know jump out the um the hatch every now and then and then you know boxes bunch up and especially you know i'm wearing all this gear and shit bulletproof vest my my duty built and all this stuff i mean all that walking around i do boxes a bunch up and wedge in places that i don't want to even fathom so neither but boxer briefs, there's a perfect blend of both. I mean, the legs aren't as restricting. It's more so down at the bottom of the thigh. And um, the for the hang lows, the boxer brief provides like a hammock action or whatever. So like my hang lows just kind of like plop down in, a, in like a little pouch or whatever. So boxer briefs, it is. I, I hope you enjoyed me describing my genitalia and my private regions. All right. Second question from Glenn. Do I prefer rice or pasta? Now, I would tell you that it just depends if I'm going out for some uh, Chinese food or uh, food of that ilk. I'm going with the, um, the brown rice, the shrimp fried rice. Because them uh, lo mein noodles or whatever the fuck that is, I, I, I ain't digging it. I ain't digging it. I don't like it at all. But, um, if you if I'm going to like uh, Olive Garden, uh, motherfucking 
Applebee's or maybe even Chili's, I always got to hit up motherfucking pasta. Got to give me some Cajun shrimp pasta, some uh, three cheese panini and chicken pasta with some tomatoes on top. Got them. I haven't had, I don't get spaghetti. I make my own spaghetti. I make the best spaghetti. So I don't go into nobody else's place and eat day spaghetti. I mix my own. But, um, yeah, anytime I go to a place like that, I gotta have like some kind of pasta dish. So it just depends, homeboy. Can't give you a definitive answer. I know at home, whenever we make food, um, we usually rock the rice because my, my wife, you know, meeting, the wonderful Miss B. Rob, she has turned me on to a lot of things, uh, non-sexually. We're talking about food here at the moment, but like, she fed me lamb. That I not, that was the first time I ever had it in my life. She she turned me on to lamb. Um, I had duck the first time with her. Um, she used to cook this stuffed ham. You no, know, this is stuffed chicken breast with ham and this sauce. It's so fucking delicious, but you know what you what I'm saying is like I'm old school. You just regular plain white rice, you know, a little bit of salt, you know, pepper and everything, and it's rice. But Mrs. B. Rob takes it to a whole nother level. She 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 makes it, she butters it up, sprinkle a little sugar on that shit, and it's just so motherfucking delicious. Also, cornbread. I loved cornbread as a kid. Put it in a bowl of warm milk and I eat that shit like cereal. But Mrs. B-Rob took the cornbread to a whole nother level for me because she put actual corn in that some bitch. It lived up to the moniker of cornbread because the motherfucking bread had corn in it. And a whole various amount of it, it wasn't like if you taste this cornbread, it's not like your regular, you know, Jiffy Pop motherfucking Jiffy Pop popcorn, but you know, they got Jiffy cornbread mix. But the way she makes it with the cream corn and the sour cream and the other stuff she put in there, it don't taste like regular cornbread. This is like super cornbread. It tastes like motherfucking cake and this bitch is sweet. You, you can eat the cornbread without milk, with milk. It's just like, it's, oh, uh, wake her ass up right now and tell her go make me some cornbread. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how I got on cornbread. We were talking about rice or pasta, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you, Glenn, for sending in your questions via email. And if anybody else want to send in any questions via email, you could do so at random robcast at outlook dot com. Random robcast at outlook. Dot com. Next, I got Jay, one half of the hashtag blackout podcast. He got a question that he submitted to me via voicemail, and we're going to go ahead and roll into that right about now. B Rob, Jared, one half of the hashtag blackout podcast, representing for the two of us. Once again, thank you for coming on episode 50. Four, uh, which would catch me if you can. Uh, definitely check out that episode for us. Hashtag Blackout Podcast on all your podcast listening devices and apps. Now, this is my question for you, B Rob. You're going to have to explain to me what Walmart's doing. Tell me how I'm going to be in a Walmart by my house, no less, in the city in an actual city, and uh, they have a sign-up on the pizza and frozen taquito aisle, taquito aisle that says frozen pizza and fish supplies. Huh? Are we going fishing with a slice of pepperoni pizza? What are we trying to catch? You know what I'm saying? What are we trying to catch? Are there fishes out there in the sea? They like to eat anchovies and pineapple with Canadian bacon. I want to know. What I also want to know is, have you ever been in a one-star Walmart? Because I sure have. 
as you might have known from my post about Walmart in West Virginia, that was a one-star Walmart. And when you walked in the door, you can tell why it was a one-star Walmart. Can you say deliverance, anyone? I sure can. I just want to know. I just want to know. I want you to answer and your listeners to answer. Anyway, you want to hit us up, 385-325-2572 or 385-3-B-L-A-K-P-C. We blacking out. Cook shrubs and spices all over your meat. Hashtag tap your love box. Peace. You see, man, that's the shit I'm talking about. I say, I think this is like what was aids to my Walmart addiction. It's just that who I don't see this shit. He goes into a motherfucking Walmart and sees, you know, fishing equipment in the frozen food aisle, the pizza aisle, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Goddamn. And I don't I don't see shit like that. Now I have been to a one star Walmart here in Houston. And man like I said, I, I spoke about it on this show or somebody's show before, but there were sections of the Walmart that was just missing. They had all manner of, you know, vagrants surrounding the Walmart. They was attacking me in the parking lot, not like physically, but like soon, excuse me, soon as I got into the parking lot, I ain't even put the motherfucking car in park. I ain't even take my motherfucking foot off the brake. I ain't even turn the ignition off in the goddamn car and I had a motherfucker at my window begging for some motherfucking change I was like god damn can I get out the motherfucking car then they had motherfuckers literally getting dressed in front of the motherfucking Walmart like in front of the entrances they had baskets turned on their side and they sitting on them like they fucking lawn chairs and shit they had a man with a bandolier of uh of cologne and shit, selling them shits with a fake Gucci bag and his church clothes on. <laughs> they had prostitutes, crackheads, hookers and whores just walking all around that motherfucker. And that's just the outside. I go on the inside. Like I said, they had sections of the Walmart missing. It's like they didn't put the shelves up for the clothing and it's just like this big square in the middle of Walmart with nothing in it. It's like I can it was like a high school dance. It was the dance floor. We could have break danced in that motherfucker. So, so far, being here in Texas, that was the only one-star Walmart that I have run across so far. So, Jay, Jared, hopefully that answered your question. <laughs> and uh, you're a little more enlightened by my words that I have given to you oh so graciously. <laughs> delirium people tired alright next we're going to play a game it's not a game it's just more questions but these questions come from the magical and mythological and mysterious Happy Rogers we got seven questions from Happy Rogers and he done that via voicemail which you can also send your voicemail questions or just general randomness to 304-825-TALK-ROB. That's 304-825-5762. If you want to plug your podcast, uh, plug your orifices on the air, <laughs> go ahead. That's how you do it. I almost choked on my spit. I was about to laugh so hard. <laughs> I like a penis. Anyway, here we go. We're going to roll right into seven questions. With Hoppy Rogers. Hey, what up, everybody? It's Hoppy. Uh, B Rob's always interviewing everybody else. And, you know, we get to learn a lot about him in the midst, especially when he gets drunk. Especially when he gets drunk. But, uh, I, this is, Hoppy got seven questions for B Rob. <clears throat> and so you can stop in between or, or just play them all and then answer. However you want to do it, but here we go. B Rob, tell Hoppy about a time that you screwed it. Everything up. <clears throat> Everything. But nobody ever found out it was you. Hoppy question number two. B-Rob, if you had to change your name, just the judge, I don't know what the fuck happened, but you got to change your name. What would your new legal name be? 
All right, all right. Number three, what is the worst smelling place you've ever been? Number four, be right. Would you rather have everything you eat be too salty or not salty enough no matter how much salt you add? Number five, what would you not do for five million dollars? What is that? What is a thing that you absolutely nope, not worth five million dollars? Okay, okay. You know I'm a horror director. If you were a ghost, how would you haunt? And last one. Think about this. If there was a man that was the exact opposite of you, what would he be like? That's all I got, baby. Y'all have a good one. There you go. It's all seven. I'd like to hear some of your responses and some of your answers to the seven questions that Happy Rogers has asked to me. I'm about to go ahead and um, run them off to you. I was going to do this cool thing like Hoppy suggested and stop the audio, answer a question, play the audio, answer another question. But fuck it. Not but fuck it. Like an anus with a penis. But like maybe next time because... Hey, man, this is supposed to be done like two, three days ago, <laughs> and I'm tired as fuck. So we're going to roll right on through. I got to keep the consecutiveness going. I got to keep the podcast rolling. I can't stop. I, I'd rather put, you know, some low energy shit out than nothing at all. You know, is what, 80 something consecutive weeks? I don't even know what episode this is. I got to look at my phone, which is over there. I don't feel like crossing over the microphone to grab it. But anyway, that's besides the fucking point. Question number one. Something that I've screwed up and no one else knows about. Like I fucked up some shit pretty bad. I hid that shit or I just kind of pawned it off on somebody else. Or I just did the old ninja rule that I used to do. I used to do this thing, especially when I got on my like my second deployment. Like people be talking and I got like other shit to do. And, you know, being in the military, you know, you always keep a watchful eye out for higher ranking officials or whatever. So, you know, us being lo- the lowly enlisted or whatever, we out there talking, they, they, they talking that bullshit I ain't really interested in at the time because I got other pressing matters that I got to take care of. So this is what I would do. This is no lie. I would actually do the shit. And I've done it to many people and hoodwinked them and <laughs> made them feel some type of way. But I didn't give a fuck because I had other shit to do. No lie, they'd be talking, they'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting there like, get to the fucking point so I can go and do my shit. And I would look off away from them. You know, you know, usually when you're talking to somebody, somebody talking to you, you're making eye contact with this person. So, you know, letting them know that you have their full attention or you have their full attention or so on and so forth. So what I would do is I would look off to the left or right of, you know, them, you know, off into the distance. I'd be like, Look at this motherfucker here. I think that's a uh, Captain So and So. I would make up a high ranking name or something. So they'd be like, What for real? And they would turn around and they would look. And I would just walk smooth the fuck away. <laughs> no lie. You can ask anybody. I mean, anybody that was around when I did it, but, or the person that I've done it to, the people that I've done it to numerous amounts of times. But I would just walk smooth the fuck away when they turn their attention to this mythical person that I was talking about (laughs) so yeah I've done that but I'm trying to think I I was using that time to stall trying to think of an instance to where I fucked up something so bad that nobody knew about it hmm I mean this you're stomping me right now Hoppy I mean I think I'm lame (laughs) you know because I can't really think of nothing that I've done you know that you know something that I fucked up that nobody really knew about. Well, it, shit, it might have been a marriage or two I might have fucked up that you know the husband didn't know about. Well, shit, me for that goddamn matter. I mean, I've, I've told it before. I've been, uh, I wouldn't call it catfish, but it's been I've been misled. You know, and um, the thing that I probably fucked up that nobody knew about was you know, like I said, a marriage. Goddamn girl courted me. And damn, talk a gang of shit on the phone 
and everything. Talking about what we're going to do to each other, you know, genital areas with our genitals bumping and grinding up against each other. And um, we get into each other's company. We do the adult things and everything. And I try to call this person back for maybe some repeat action or, you know, to further progress the story of us. And these motherfuckers' numbers is changed or they damn... I can't get a hold of them. And then I do the backtrack, the research of how I originally found them, which was via some internet shit. And their status is married. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, I mean, I wasn't out seeking no homes to wreck and shit like that. Um, but that's really along the only lines of something I think I've screwed up that nobody really know about. I mean, you know about it now, but <laughs> you don't know the people. So there's been many incidents in my adolescent years to, you know, when I was first driving on the road that I scratched up some people cars and shit. And I just drove the fuck off because <laughs> my car wasn't jacked up at all. Cause I had this old metal battle lack and shit. So I was just like, fuck it. You know, I've smashed into a couple cars and scratched their shit up. And I look at my car. All right, all right, this ain't too bad. I can just buff that shit out. And I just got the fuck up and rolled the hell on. <laughs> like, that never happened. You know, I've been to like house parties and I fucked up their toilet. <laughs> and nobody knew it was me because it's a motherfucking house party. I've done stuff like that. Uh, what else, man? Um, I don't know, Hoppy, man. I'm going to have to reflect. On this one question, question number one, which is a barn burner. I'm going to have to come back to that one um, further down the line because I know there's probably something. Because I, I know I've been in fucked up incidents, but, you know, it doesn't fit the criteria of the question because people knew that I did that shit, you know. So anyway, next question. If I could change my name, my government name. Well, um, shit. I always thought. Marcus was a cool name for some reason, you know, my last name Robinson and I thought Marcus Robinson was pretty cool. So, I mean, if I could change my name, I mean, I, you know, I love my name now. I embraced it, you know, had the 35 years of my life. Shit. Only what 18 of it <laughs> was you 18 years of it was used. The other 16 and some change has been. I've been gone by Rob, you know, partially my last name because of the military. Hell, my wife of going on nine years still calls me Rob, you know, and we fucking married, you know, and that and another thing. We've been together almost nine years and she never walked into the bathroom while I was taking the shit. That's by design. I don't like that. <laughs> but I have had many a conversation breathing in her poo gas while she's just sitting there just looking at me like. I'm taking the shit right now. I like, I know, but I gotta ask you something. <laughs> you left the door open. That's your fault. <laughs> but yeah, Marcus. If I could change my name, I would change it to Marcus. Marcus Robinson. I think it sounds regal. Awesome. And I never had a hand in naming any of my kids because I went by the philosophy of, I mean, you carry this baby for nine months or, or less in some instances or whatever. You know, you go through all that pain the you know the body changing and all the other stuff and you push out or you have to get this th this baby cut out of you or whatever you can name the baby whatever you want you know all i did was the huffing and the puffing and the skeeting to get the baby in there you did all the works so you know the three kids i have i had not a hand in naming not in the one of them you know they might bounce some things off and be like, ah, oh, that's cool. But if that's what you're going to name, that's what you're going to name. My kids could have had some fucked up names, <laughs> but you know, their mothers did, uh, well, you know, Cameron with a K, Keelan with a K. That's the first two kids because she wanted to name all her kids with a K. Then the last baby, Shania with an S. <laughs> but yeah. All all the kids were named by their mother. All right. Question number three. The worst smelling place I ever been to. I've been to some smelly sections, but um, probably had to be Iraq. You know, just driving through the countryside and everything with a 
uh, flocks of sheep that have been and goats that have been um, destroyed by mortar fire and artillery fire and bullets and all other manner of uh, (laughs) projectiles. You know, so driving through a field of uh, sheep and goat carcasses, that shit don't smell good at all. Um, We didn't have any plumbing, so we had to cut 55-gallon barrels in half and uh, fashion uh, toilet seats over the top of that. And when you get uh, mass amounts of man poop and piss all in these barrels, you pour uh, diesel fuel in it and you light it on fire and you burn it to, you know, get rid of it so you can shit and poop on top of it some more. So that don't smell good at all. <laughs> so Iraq has have been the shittiest smelling place, literally and figuratively, I have ever been to. Afghanistan ain't too much better, but I didn't have to go through all that shit that I had to go through in uh, Iraq. <sighs> Question number four. Would I rather have food that's too salty or food that has not enough salt no matter how much salt I put on it you know I didn't have the salty taste I can't really accurately answer this question because I don't use salt (laughs) I'm a pepper guy and I use garlic powder and now I use hooks rubs and spices (laughs) I use the smoky sweetness (laughs) or the um, what is that smoky heat whatever the fuck the spices are in the cabinet. I don't memorize that shit. You know, I just take pictures of them. Look on my Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, I could give a fuck either way. I would probably go with the, um, the other one. The can't taste the salt no matter how much salt I put on it because I don't use the shit. So I wouldn't really care. <laughs> Question number five. The one thing or the couple of things that I would not do for five million dollars. Okay, this is how I look at things. You know, people would always uh, come up with these hypotheticals and everything. And this is my response to each and every one of them, especially the ones that they talk about um, that's fucked up. You know, the easy ones is like, would you slap your mama for five million dollars? You're fucking right. I'll slap her twice if you gave me an extra two million. <laughs> you know, I don't think she would mind because, you know, she's going to get a cut. So she'd probably be like, do it, baby. It's all right. I forgive you <laughs> in Jesus name. Slap the shit out of me. But, um, stuff like that. You know, I'll do that. But when it comes to like shit, you know, motherfuckers always got to get gay with the shit. Well, you know, be like, would you suck a dick for $5 million? No. Would you get fucked in the ass for $5 million? No. Uh, would you let somebody piss a shit on your face for $5 million? I don't know. That's probably was a bad example. I don't know. Cause I mean, that shit will wash off. So, all right. That's, that was two bad examples. I, that, those are, <laughs> they got some, we got some leeway, some flexibility with those two. I don't know. Just think of some horrible shit that, you know, like, would I mutilate myself for some money? No. And, and it's like, what my answer really is, if, if it's anything physically, uh, demeaning or moralizing or it brings discredit upon me and my family and anything, I'm not going to do it because I was like, I've been living for 35 years without that five million dollars and I can live another 35 years without that million, five million dollars. So, you know, if I'm meant to have it, I'll have it. I ain't going to damn do no shit to degrade myself or my family or my name or whatever for some fucking money. You know, would it be good to have that five million dollars? Yeah, but I've lived a long life thus far without it, and I can live a life a lot longer without it. So, fuck that $5 million. Question number six. If I was a ghost, what would be my method of hauntery? Is that even a word? Um, I was thinking about this at work today. And I would be like, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't want to possess nobody because, I mean, that would be too easy. I would just be able, I wish I could just like manipulate objects and, you know, just move shit. You know, they couldn't see me. I'd be like, ooh, I'm a ghost because can't see ghosts. But I would probably be that type of thing to where I can manipulate objects and move shit or whatever. So I would slowly 
drive a motherfucker insane. You know, I wouldn't do no crazy shit like lift a piano and float it around the motherfucking room. No, I would do the most simplest shit. It's like people sometimes are creatures of habit. So like I know me for most of my life, damn near all of my life, ever since I got my first wallet, I've always carried it in my back right pocket. Because I'm right-handed, so I mean, it only seems natural to me. So, if I was to ever, and I've done this before, for whatever freaky reason, I put my wallet in my back left pocket, I would lose my motherfucking mind. Because I would pat, pat my my right pocket, my back right pocket, and my wallet wouldn't be there, and I would automatically go into panic mode. I'm like, oh shit, where's it? Oh fuck, lost my wallet. And then tap my left ass cheek and be like, oh, there it is. You know, I would do subtle shit like that. If you hung your keys in the same place every day, I would, you know, for years, you know, that's the spot that you always put your shit. I would slightly move it every day. So if you, if you got like one of those fancy key racks and you always put your key on that first hook, I would always move it to the next hook. Or I would put it on top of the key rack. Or I'll put it somewhere around the key rack. Just, Enough for you to be like, did I put this shit here? You know, I start uh, taking the batteries out of the remote. Make you think something was wrong with the remote. Or I was just like have dead batteries that I would always put inside the remote. Make you waste your money on some fucking batteries just damn near every day. I would damn unmake your bed every time you make your bed. I damn... I don't know. I'll just move all your shit around. It's like if you uh, rearrange your furniture and shit, <laughs> you go to work and come home, your whole house be rearranged differently and shit. I don't know. That might work to your advantage, too. It was like, I always wanted to know what that couch would look like over there on that side of the room. Now I do. <laughs> but I mean, just imagine that shit. It's like I remember this um Dane Cook uh comedy skit or whatever where he was talking about um being ease you know breaking an entrance and shit it's like he didn't even want to go in and steal nothing out the house he just wanted to kick the door in he's like that's all he did he would kick the door in and just leave and people would come home and be like see the door kicked in and they go in the house and they would lose their fucking mind because they couldn't figure out what the hell was stolen you know so i would do shit like that that would be my method of hauntery <laughs> And the last and final question with seven questions with Happy Rogers. If there was a man out there, look just like me, sound just like me, taste just like me, if you ask, <laughs> you know, somebody who's ever tasted me before. Um, what would be pretty much what would be my opposite? What would this guy be like? I mean, I know what I'm like. I'm a jackass. So I guess he would be serious and stern all the goddamn time. You know, I keep, I'm optimistic. You know, I try to keep a positive attitude. He would probably be fucking, what's it, what's it? Not optimistic, but now realistic, I guess. <laughs> realistic. I mean, he's make believe right now. This is a scenario, but, uh, you know, a realist. There you go. He'd be a realist, you know, and leave shit to chance or, you know, believe that things were, are meant to be the way they are or you know things will happen the way they're supposed to happen he wouldn't believe in those ideologies and things like that um he probably wouldn't have a podcast <laughs> he probably wouldn't be talking with hoppy rogers about how he would haunt people um that dude would be a dick you know and i kind of play one on my job sometimes i mean it's like i think this person actually does exist inside of me whatever you know it's just damn i refuse to let that person out you know you think being in the united states marine corps would change a person would make a person that way but you know for you know this whole time that i've been in the military i to some extent i've tried to stay true to me my essence you know i'm not gonna lie and say that damn the military didn't change me at all, but I, I know it did. I mean, I'm, I was at work today thinking about motherfucking drill movements and shit for whatever, 
fucking reason. You know, left foot, right foot, you know, left flank, by the left flank, by the right flank, half left face, half right face. <laughs> All this bullshit, you know. And I'm just like, you know, some of that stuff is ingrained in my DNA now. And I think the opposite of me would be that hard charging, you know, staff sergeant, gunnery sergeant that, you know, didn't take that shit, you know, by the book all the goddamn time, you know, live by the letter of the law and stuff like that. That would probably be my opposite because, I mean, I'm flexible and everything. And, you know, I try to see where people come from. I try to treat everybody with a certain amount of respect. But um, if you get silly, if you daggone take my kindness for weakness, then uh, we have an issue. We have a motherfucking problem. You come up in my establishment with a motherfucking attitude, you're going to get attitude plus some. Because, I mean, I have the authority to kick your punk ass out my damn place. So, I mean, you can get all the attitude and act up all the fuck you want. But I got this belt on with this motherfucking pepper spray and this motherfucking retractable baton and this goddamn Glock 40 on my hip. You can fuck around if you want to. But I think I'm going to get the the better end of that situation. So opposite of B-Rob would be Dick Rob. (laughs) (laughs) D-Rob. But yeah, I mean, shit. That's it. That's all the questions. And um, once again, I apologize, man. Sunday night came around after I did the recording with Arlie. And I was just laying in bed knowing that I had to, you know, get some sleep before I got up. Early, early this morning at like four thirty-five o'clock, and damn, I was just rolling around in the bed like fiending. I was itching for this shit. I was like, man, I wish I would recorded that episode Saturday, or I tried to find a way to do it early Sunday so I could put it out. Man, I I hate that shit. I hate that feeling. It's just like I've been doing this podcast consecutively for like eighty-four weeks, you know. And anytime I'm off my timetable, regardless of whatever the situation is, you know life circumstances or you know just poor planning on my part or whatever the case may be i just i feel weird i just like it's a part of me now i've been doing this for over a year and you know i guess i try to hold myself to a certain standard which my standards are very low (laughs) i just want to get the episode put out there and edit it the way i want it you know when i want it you know but damn life happens and then Got family to balance and everything. I missed out on tons of uh, Mrs. B. Rob love joy because I'm in here doing this fucking podcast, man. You know, that's why I wait till like 11, 12 o'clock at night, one o'clock in the morning to fucking record because I don't want it to be perceived as this is more important than my family time or whatever. So I'm in here you know, with this with this low wispy voice. Trying to turn my volume up as loud as I can, get my gain up so I can kind of be loud, but not too loud because motherfuckers is in here sleeping and shit, you know. And, you know, sometimes I really feel like it's taken away from the podcast because I can't be my loud and wild and crazy self, you know. And, you know, I thank uh, the creators of Lemur, the Lemur app, because um, I drive a lot, especially in Houston. A 30 minute drive can turn into an hour, hour and change drive. And, um, usually when I'm driving by myself going to work or various places across Houston, you know, that's the time that I, you know, I used to listen to podcasts because shit, driving around in Houston, you have a lot of time to do that. And, um, you know, I'm by myself with my thoughts and, uh, with that Lemur app, you know, I just, um, hook it up to the Bluetooth in the car and I just, whatever I'm thinking in the moment, I just damn, I spouted out, and you know, and that's that's a lot simpler, you know, having that kind of technology in your pocket. Because I mean, if I tried to do, you know, just rattle off some shit that I'm thinking at at home, you know, I gotta shit, turn the TV down, y'all stop jumping around, quit making all that noise, stop walking through here. I'm on the camera, get off the camera. I'm with a guest. Be quiet. I don't know. There's like four other people in this house that you can ask questions to, but you choose this time while I'm recording with somebody to goddamn come in here and ask me questions. 
And there's been numerous amounts of episodes on the pipe bomb with McCool and Company to where we talking about professional wrestling and you just hear a faint kid's voice in the background. Yep, that's my little kid. That's Shania. Because <laughs> she just can't help her fucking self. You know, she just want to come in here and be nosy, see who on the camera, uh, try to talk and be on the microphone while I'm conducting business, you know. But, hey, man, can't get too mad at that. But give me a little space. <laughs> um, but when I'm in a car, man, I just let it loose. You know, I talk about everything from goddamn Fruit Loop Shakes. And goddamn Burger King <laughs> to, you know, just, um, different ideas I have and thoughts. I've, I've done a couple of wrestling reviews on there, but the Lemur app is cool, man. I appreciate all those over there who make it. And that's L I M O R. It's, um, what's that? Our acronym, less is more, you know? So check out the Lemur app if you have it. It's not currently on an Android device. It's that inferior pieces of shit. But um, if you have an Apple device, you can download it and um, use it, man. It's a podcast studio in your pocket. And this has been sponsored by Lemur. <laughs> I talk highly of them because, I mean, I, I really dig the app. And, you know, when I need to get some shit off my brain, that's my go to to do it as. And plus, they sent me a shirt. <laughs> Which I'm going to probably wear tomorrow if I got the day off. I'm going to wear it around. Because it's a cool shirt. It feels good on my skin. Um, what else? I give a shout out to Ned Kenny over there at Laughable or whatever. CEO and co-founder. Um, I had him on the show a couple episodes back. And um, they have a great platform over there. So I'm very appreciative <laughs> to um, Lemur and Laughable for giving me a place to spew my shit and and speak my mind and do my stuff um podcasting man 80 something episodes i'm weeks out from episode 100 uh shout out to sean fuller on the horribly awkward podcast for um reaching that milestone i left him a voicemail earlier today congratulating him um shout out to everybody else that's had a hundredth hundredth episode and everything i know i'm scrolling through twitter the cult 45 podcast that's a c-u-l-t cult 45 podcast they just reached 100 episodes so congratulations to them they locally based in houston from what i understand they did um local comic convention here the comic con or whatever here in houston and i sent them emails many months ago and i tweet at them and the motherfuckers don't never respond and we both in houston i'm trying to make some connections motherfuckers i'm sorry a little hate and discontent there but congratulations on your 100th episode um in small milestones your 10th episode your 20th episode your 50th episode i mean congratulations to all those who's reaching those milestones because i mean there was a point in time to where you kicked around this idea of having a podcast or doing a podcast or doing something creative and um you finally pulled the trigger on it shout out to on the trigger (laughs) and um you're doing it now so good luck i appreciate y'all for doing that and shit, man, there's been so many uh, bittersweet adieus. I had a random insanity podcast on there. They just closed their doors at episode 32. And um, jo- uh, Tony Rager over there doing the Joint Narcissism podcast, he didn't shut his podcast down, too. I mean, he's going into something else, but I mean, that's another podcast gone or whatever, man. But. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know what the evolution of this podcast is going to be. I know it just originally began as some bullshit. Now it's a a shinier piece of bullshit. (laughs) I appreciate everybody that interacts with the show, sending your voicemails, music, all the musical guests that's ever been on this show, Um, emails, uh, contributors. I appreciate you all. Um, I'm not... I don't know. I mean, this is weird because I'm doing it for you, but I'm doing it for me. And I'm just appreciative that you're, you know, kind of 
joining on the this roller coaster of what is the random ramblings of the Rob podcast. <sighs> so emotional. But anyway, man, I've rambled enough. Need to get my ass in the bed because I'm not getting any ass in the bed because Mrs. B. Rob is asleep because I'm doing this motherfucking podcast, man. But hey, man, it is what it is. Got the rest of my life to get some pornane from Mrs. B. Rob. Unless she dropped dead, which I really don't hope that. I don't even know why I said that. I'm going to knock on wood right now. You can't really hear that because I just knocked on my penis. But yeah, let's go ahead and uh, close this thing out like we normally do. If you want to interact and talk with me on Twitter, you can do so at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. The show also has a Twitter. And you can follow it on Twitter at. Wait for it. Wait for it. I had to actually wait for it extra long this time because Sean called me out on on a horribly awkward podcast. Episode 99. Wait for it. R. 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 Underscore. Podcast. There's three R's. Underscore. Podcast. Um, I also have a website, randomrobcast.com, to where you can find my guest list, which Sean is on. <laughs> and um, you can see ways on the homepage that you can contribute to the show, whether it be through using my Amazon links. There's also a 30 day uh, trial subscription to Amazon Prime. I really appreciate all of you that use those links. I got a twenty eight dollar check the other day for four months worth of shit <laughs> yeah it took me four months to get $28 but hey man I'm not turning anything down you know I appreciate you for using my Amazon links why don't you dag on click my Amazon link save it as your favorites on your your toolbar there so every time you go to Amazon it's like you're going through my link that would help tremendously because I get a little bit of kickback and it doesn't cost you nothing extra sound like a podcast one commercial fuck you um, also you can buy merchandise um, got a t-shirt store on represent you can find links on randomrobcast.com you can also be a contributor to the show like Brandon McIntyre and Glenn Abbott who submitted those wonderful questions and uh, you can get some cool incentives I have a $1 tier $3 tier a $5 tier and now a new and brand new $10 tier with that your first uh, t-shirt is on me your first piece of random ramblings or rob merchandise is free your second one is $5 off your next one your third one is $10 off and your fourth purchase it starts all over again your fourth purchase is free and then your fifth is five and then your sixth is ten then your seventh is free you see how that works I give to you to give to me to give back to you and it's the circle of life or the trapezoid or the triangle or the octagon or the rectangle of life. Also, follow me on Instagram where you can find me walking through the hollowed halls of Walmart doing things and saying stuff. I'm partially there with the equipment people. I got my camera. I got my road microphone. Um, if you want to see some of the results of what that camera and that microphone could do, Go to my YouTube page. I got a video with uh, me and local Houston comedian Foxy. And we walk around Walmart. She gives us a review of Angela Jolie's Salt. Not like what Hoppy asked me about for my food, but the movie Salt with Angelina Jolie. She gives a review on that straight from the $5 bin. And we also walk around talking about stuff as she cusses out my son. Causes him a little motherfucker. But hey. It is what he is. He probably cuss more than she do. <laughs> and I also host, I uh, co-host a wrestling podcast. If you want to hear us Randall, randomly, I said Randall. That's like grocery store around here about uh, wrestling and um, answering your fan questions. You can check out the pipe bomb with McCool and company only on the NAI wrestling network. You just search for that in your podcast provider of 
choice and you can look for the pipe bomb with McCool and company along with a slew of other podcasts also the random rounds with rob is in affiliation with hush your face entertainment it's a group of podcasts that band together to get our shit out there as a collective and get noticed and get hyped and everything which we expanded from eight podcasts up to fucking 12 i think now Welcome, Bro Ron's podcast, and whoever else the fuck did join, because I checked the page the other day, and I was like, wait a minute, there's more people here. <laughs> so I guess it's a good thing. We got more Hush Your Face brethren and sisterins to fuck around with. And damn, with that being said, I'm taking my ass to bed, and I'll see you next time. Your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears, bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com.